We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to another episode of Outside the Trenches. The Chiefs move to 5-1 and one on the season with a 26-17 win in Buffalo over the Bills. They drop to 4-2 and two on the season. Patrick Mahomes goes 21-26 of 26 for 225 yards and two touchdowns. A relatively quiet night, uh, at least for MVP standards for Mahomes. But the story of the night, Clyde Edwards-Elair in the Chiefs offensive line, 26 rushes for the rookie 161 yards on the ground. Same week, the Chiefs bring in Le'Veon Bell. Andy Reid flexes with this as the rich get richer and the Chiefs get it done on the ground. And the defense holds the Buffalo Bills offense that had averaged more than 400 yards per game, ranked fifth best in the league. Those guys just had 200 in total six yards of offense tonight. A lot to break down on both sides of the ball. This is going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm BJ Kissel, joined as always by six-year NFL veteran, New Orleans Saints, Super Bowl champion back in 09, former K-State All-American, team captain and just a fucking swell guy nick lecky nick welcome to the show again what's happening man man what a great win uh, a lot of things to break down uh definitely run heavy game which uh daddy likes that and yes, yeah how I sexy was that. that for you i it's, said every that. time i first and 10 just grind it out eight nine yards it's like this is sexy i want you to check on nick and make sure He's okay and doesn't even. It was perfect. It was great too. I saw I saw a Thompson siding, a Williams siding, a CEH siding, um, on a ragtag O line, um, injury plagued. I mean, this is this is Reed football, B enemy, Andy, uh, Veach football. This is fantastic, man. When you got like all the backups, because I was I was texting you in warm-ups, I'm like, is Kilgore yeah. starting? Like he's warming up with the ones and I'm like, and then it was like, he sure is. Yes, we are going to get into that. And before we do that, we've got to thank our friends at Jack Stack Barbecue, the presenting sponsor of this show. If you have not had a chance, the weather 
is getting a little bit colder, getting a little bit chilly. You want some of that comfort food to make you feel good and nothing makes you feel quite as good as Jack Stack Barbecue. Go to jackstackbbq.com, local delivery. They ship nationwide. They can take care of you, Jack Stack Barbecue. And Nick, let's start with the Fire Kissed Wings. So hot right now, top story. And you mentioned it right there with the Chiefs offensive line. I'm just going to give you the stage as a former trench guy yourself. That had to be a lot of fun for you. As somebody who on this show, we've got receipts has been clamoring for this offensive line to not just run the ball, but run the ball in situations in which the defense knows you're running the ball and you still run the ball and you still shove it down their throat. And that's exactly what they did all game long. Well, it's just a perfect game plan. And, and it seems like like they 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 kind of gave the world a preview of what's going to happen when when Le'Veon Bell gets into this world, <laughs> into this, this BNME, um, old school Colorado, Andy Reid offense, where you think Mahomes is going to light you up with passing yards. But guess what? We're going to grind you. We're going to do what you do to people, and we're going to flip you for real, and we're going to run it on you. And just to see him dial it up with backups, 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 backups. And it's like, guess what? We got a rookie. We're going to break him in. And we got Thompson. We got Williams. Everyone's going to get a shot. Uh, Mahomes is going to try and run and not look so good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> running the ball, which I get it. He's got a heavy pocket these days. It's tough to run like that. Uh, and he has to protect himself. It's only week six, right? There's plenty of season to play. He's and made some big time plays with his legs. He has, though. He has. Um, and it was just awesome to see, man. It was like, you know what? We're in, we're in, we're in Baltimore, or I'm sorry, we're in Buffalo, upstate New York, yeah. other side. And we're just, it's, it's misty. Um, Allen was missing some throws. Mahomes was missing some throws. But you know what's easy to do when it's moist conditions? Oh, oh. That run word. Just run the ball. Just run the ball, man. It's yeah. easy, easy. It was one, a beautiful one center quarterback exchange with a new center and quarterbacks. So that was yep. good. Was yeah, especially good. with the conditions and that change up front. You think there may have been more mistakes like that. Not that there weren't issues and moments, but overall, that's the Clyde Edwards layer we expected. That's the Clyde mm -hmm. Edwards layer that we saw the highlights at LSU. And just I don't know what way to describe it. I don't know the football terms. Um, but just the way that he reads his blocks and the ways that he just kind of runs tight to guys um, on the offensive line, you know, he doesn't run, you know, he's reading off the block. It's not like he's got like a yard of space between him and that blocker. He's going right off his ass and exactly like he's supposed to. And you see him just kind of squirt through with his height, with his low center of gravity. It's just a beautiful thing to watch. He's always falling forward. I know it's just so nice, man. It was just, and, and to me, it's like when you run the ball, it's like people don't realize, man, you're giving the defense a break, right? You're letting you're letting your defense rest. You know, when you can chew up clock and you get these long sustained drives mm -hmm. and and get a touchdown out of it. And I was I was stoked because um first rushing touchdown, red zone, right? Yeah. And it was awesome. Like first like actual actual rushing touchdown. And I was like, yeah. I'm so happy. We're gonna talk about that play in a bit, but the the block that Daniel Kilgore the center had and a lot of people a lot of Chiefs fans are trying to figure out who Daniel Kilgore is right he's now this guy's been in the league 10 years yeah he's been in the league for 10 years there's like 90 something games played I mean this guy has been around the block he's played in like six postseason games played mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl this guy has been in big time games and been around that for you know we talked about it before like the depth gets tested and your pro 
pro personnel department and Brett Veach and those guys behind the scenes that are scouting these guys. So a guy like Mike Remmers, when he gets picked up in free agency, a guy like Daniel Kilgore, these guys can step in and not just miss a beat, but that offensive line. And it's not apples to apples because the scheme is different. The defenses are different. So I don't make those comparisons of this offensive line compared to that offensive line. But what we know is the Chiefs offensive line tonight did something that we haven't seen them yet do. And they did it against not a bad defense and they got things going. And it started for me right in the center with Daniel Kilgore. That guy was a monster in the middle of that chief's offensive line. It was so nice to see. It was just awesome to see too. And then let's give credit where credit's due. This chief's defense. Good yeah. grief. Especially oh after a week they had, especially yeah. after everybody talking so much trash about how they played last week, especially the past defense. All the, the DVOA being number one in the league, and then you go and Derek Carr just torches you. And then it's, you know, they gave a bunch of stuff that was unscouted. You know, everything we prepared for said he's going to check it down. He's chucking the ball over, over our heads. Well, now we're going up against the quarterback. We know who wants to chuck the ball down the field. And they went up and they went up against Josh Allen, who's a legit MVP candidate. Whether Chiefs fans want to admit that or not, people who watch the NFL just from a back, he took the Buffalo Bills to a four and one record. Is completing almost 70% of his passes with 14 touchdowns and just three picks. And he can run the football and has some big-time moments. And they've beaten some good teams and played well against some good teams. So what they did tonight, having Josh Allen, 14 of 27, just for 122 yards, by far his worst performance of the season. you got to give it up for the Chiefs defense. And I want to give credit to the pass defense, but – when you look at this game, it all goes together. So I want to give credit to Frank Clark, but I also got to give it to Chris Jones for wreaking havoc. Everybody who stepped out on there seemed like they had something to prove tonight. It was awesome to see too. And and, and that's the the Chiefs team that that we've known and loved since December of last year, where you're playing complimentary football, where you can run the ball, you can get the defense off the field, defense is getting pressures. Uh, secondaries getting pass breakups in crucial situations. Now there were, they were, the refs were calling them tight. You know, they were seeing every little hand hook. They're seeing every little hip hook. So they were calling it pretty tight. And for, for them to come out like that, man, I honestly coming out of this game, a lot of respect for, for, for Allen. I think he's a legit quarterback. He's finally in my mind, he's had, had, had two years under his belt where I was like, he's playing legit football. And I'm like, I respect you now. And, and and you know what Lamar Jackson rules because he can scramble. Yeah, I it's not a level of disrespect. He's a phenomenal quarterback. He's got all the tools in the world. It's just when I see quarterbacks like that, they just don't have that innate accuracy. I just I see Jay Cutler. I see a quarterback that can go out there and beat you any one given day. He can go out there and beat you, but he just doesn't consistently do it to win. I don't think you're ever going to win three playoff games with him. I'm glad you said inconsistency with Cutler. Because you're right. right. I'm glad you said inconsistency with Cutler. Yeah, I just right. I see an you're absolute right. hole. Right. Yes. You may have different careers, whatever. I just can you win three games against really good teams, couple of those in the playoffs in tight situations with a quarterback who has a tendency to spray if three or four every game that are going to be those game changing plays when the margin of error is so small. That's why I don't think until he consistently doesn't air Merrill throws that I think he's going to go do it. I just that's just me. I think he's a great player, though. I love watching right. him play. I think it's great for the league. He's it's fun great. to watch. He's really fun to watch, yeah. man. And there were some times where I think Chris Jones had him dead to rights, and he's he's slippery. And he's making <laughs> out. He's running down the sidelines for a first down. Sneaky fast. He is sneaky. sneaky he's like Colin fast. Klein, right? He's like Colin Klein. He's a long strider. He's a efficient runner. 
He's like Lamar Jackson. He's sneaky fast. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Lamar too. He stopped on a dime too. He's that dude's fantastic. All right, let's move on to the next segment. And that is the MVP sides. We know Daniel Kilgore's, uh, Clyde Edwards, Elayer, those guys we already talked about as being the main MVPs from this game. But let's go to those side people, those those hickory pit beans and that cheesy corn bake. Nick, you go to Jack Stack, you're getting hickory pit beans and you're getting the cheesy corn bake. You don't you have know, a choice. It's a given. It's like, okay, it's X, right? It's given, right? And then now solve the equation. You know, are you going to want some burn ends? Are you going to want, you know, back in the day when it had to crown prime, are you going to get some beef ribs? You know, it's, what are you going to do? Yeah. That's what it's all about. And to me, I give shout out to the running backs. I think all yeah. three, you look at Clyde Edwards player, obviously had, had a, a fantastic game. I think Williams had a great game. Thompson had a great game. And, yeah. and that's what you need in this new style NFL is you need to, if you've got a defensive wall, like the bills have, they got a fantastic defense. They're at home. It's, it's wet conditions. So the, the balls are slippery. You know, Mahomes making some bad passes. Allen making some bad passes. Let, let, let's do the not obvious, right? We got yeah. a bunch of backup alignment. You think, Oh, we're going to try and pass run screens and Nope, we're going to run the ball and we're going to jam it down your throat and we're going to run it in the inside. And it's, we're going to have great success with that. And that was, as an O-lineman, I was like, man, we're, we're getting this running back rotation. Cats are getting reps. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, 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 everyone's feeling it together. And we're just, you know what, BJ, honestly, every running back, downhill runs. There was no like, oh, which way am I going to go? It's like, nope, we're going left. Go. And yeah. it's like, like this, just downhill. It was awesome. Yeah, let's go to the other side of the ball and go to the defensive side because my other guy was Kilgore. And we could always we could talk about Travis Kelsey in every one of these games. It shouldn't go it sh- shouldn't go without being said that, and I've said this probably for the last two years, when the Chiefs offense needs to make a play and everything just needs to settle down, whether it's a, a third and six from you know the opposite 40 and just one of those plays that keep a drive going. It always seems like it's him. And I love the fact that um, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck for <laughs> – not their greatest call if you're a Chiefs fan <laughs> and watching the game. I'll leave it at that. Quarterback hater. Troy. Quarterback hater. I had no every idea time. until somebody brought it up that Troy Aikman hates Patrick Mahomes. And no, he gets every quarterback. Every quarterback. But it's just with him, like I, I know Josh Briscoe here in Kansas City, like got him all fired up because he tweeted at him once and he was like, he's better than you already. And Aikman's like, yeah, talk to me when he's got a third of the things I do. And like, Two weeks later, Josh is like, "What about now?" Like, <laughs> exactly. You had. Um, but no, I I hadn't noticed it until you know somebody starts picking things apart. And I'm not going to pretend that's an easy job, but um, sometimes it stands out a little. bit. Sometimes it, it's a little obvious. But uh, what 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 was obvious to me that stood out, and I've looked at grades and I haven't rewatched the game, but um, Anthony Hitchens is a guy that I want to talk about, and he gets a lot of shit from Chiefs fans. He takes a lot of trash and uh, he misses tackles. He misses plays. He misses some coverages. I'm uh, not going to pretend that he doesn't, but uh, whatever the defense plays this way and guys are in the right position and guys are making plays and everything just seems to be working exactly the way it's supposed to. That doesn't just mean guys are making plays. That means everyone in that group is locked in. And Anthony Hitchens is the guy that gets everyone locked in to make sure everybody knows exactly what they were doing. And if you're curious of what I mean, Next time the Chiefs play, next Sunday, watch pre-snap when Anthony Hitchens is running around. Watch who's talking and watch who's moving people around instead of just watching the ball. Watch the other side of the ball and see all the communication that's going on. It's a lot of fun to watch. And then when you see him make a great play and you see guys celebrating, understand that Hitchens may not have been the one to make that play, but every one of those guys who does make that play or who will do make that play, when they're asked about it, they're going to credit Anthony Hitchens. 
A hundred percent. Yes. And, and I think it was cool because um, when, when you worked at your old position, uh, we interviewed Hitchens and I remember him talking about the culture of Kansas City versus the culture of Dallas. And, and I think that that what he didn't speak negatively about Dallas, but what he inferred, what I could read between the lines was, is that that here in Kansas City, it's, it's a teaching culture. And it, it's a family culture where it's like, listen, you know, I'm the elder statesman and I'm going to get everyone right. So uh, before electric football, right? If anyone, if all my old heads who are listening to this right now, you play electric football, right? You got to, you got to put the pieces in mind and then turn it on. And it's just, it's just a, it's just a shit show, right? It just, everything go, goes to complete uh, kablooey. Like it's just wild. And I, I'm, I'm going to take it a step further and, and say my MVP was SPACs. Uh, I, I love the, these linebacker formations on the various downs to to try and create pressure. So they're running four down linemen. And when it was first and 10, second and 10, you have uh, Hitchens and Wilson at your linebackers, right? So your obvious run situations. And then when you get into the third and longs, like anything third and seven plus, um, you were seeing Neiman and Sorensen with Matthew, and they were just bringing heat. And I think that that early heat, man, I mean, it's that's when you got like a package like that. Yeah. Ooh, that's why Josh Allen, like they're blowing coverage and Josh Allen's missing throws. Yeah. It and seems like they set the tone early. Yeah, it did. They were, really they were messing did. with him because you bring all that pressure, pressure early on a young quarterback and then you fake it and drop. And then by the same thing, they're just thinking about that the whole time and not thinking about everything they're supposed to be doing. Exactly. And it was perfect because there were some times where, where like, like where Sorensen would be looking like he was going to blitz and then he would let those those guys blitz and he would like step behind it for, for that latent, just, just that like, you know, Hail Mary little pop-up pass just to block yeah. it down. So so shout out to Spags for that one too. I and mean, that was that was a cool way to bring pressure. Really cool yeah. packages for linebackers. And uh, the other thing I want to give a shout out to Bashad Breeland. Um, and not because it was the best game that he ever played. Now that you saw some of the, the penalties and things like that. Um, and I may be different. I may be out to lunch on this one, Nick. Let me know. <laughs> Lord knows Twitter will. Um, but some of the mistakes that he was making, some of those penalties he was calling, that doesn't bother me. They were hand fighting so much at the top of those routes that I know when we see it in slow motion, it's like, obviously that's a penalty. Watch it on like other reps. Like, don't just watch the plays that they show slow motion of. There's always contact and pushing, and it's that consistency. And I'm not gonna say the calls were bad because if the calls they are what they are, but I'm not gonna fault a guy for playing hard like that. It wasn't like he didn't get his head around and tackle the receiver, just did something egregious. Um, but I like the way those guys came out and competed, especially after a tough week last week. Same thing with Charvarius Ford, who I know is playing through some pain uh, with his hand there. It's it's a, showing a lot for him to be out on the field uh, in a contract year to be doing what he's doing right now. And that shouldn't get lost either, but um, yeah, I, I've been impressed. I was impressed tonight with what I saw from the chiefs defensive backs and Bashad Breeland just sticking his nose in there and making plays. Exactly. And, and it just makes life easier when you get pressure on that quarterback too. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the third segment. And that is the brisket burnt ends, ribs, crown, prime beef whatever you order that main course when you go to jack stack that one that once you get your fire kissed wings once you try a little bit of the cheesy corn a little bit of the beans and what do you top it off nick what is your go-to when you go to jack stack um burn ends yeah and the the cheesy corn and i like the i like the sausage too you know big big fan of sausage so yeah. and then like i said back in the day before the quarantine and when before they had to reduce was definitely that that crown prime that 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 bone yeah. in ribeye or bone in prime rib yeah i always right now 
it's just making me hungry. But like the brisket, I'm a brisket guy. If it's lunch and I'm feeling kind of light, like I'll get like a like a Hatfield, you know, I'll get a couple meats on the sandwich. Uh, but the brisket, like oh, you solid. can't go wrong. Solid, consistent, steady eddy. Actually, not bad. The salmon. We're not gonna talk about salmon here. Stop but it. Stop it, it is good though. It is good. I'm I've been feeling like, hey, I need to watch the LBs a little bit. Go get some salmon and some broccoli. Like, it's not bad. Never. Right. We'll just move on. We'll just yeah, move you, right on. All right. These are the moments. I'm never going to forget this conversation. And these are the moments that we're never going to forget from this game. And, Nick, I'm very proud of us. That was a great freaking segue. And you're sitting here just trashing on it. We're laughing. <laughs> Let me feel myself about it. All right. The moments we won't forget. You realize we've been talking for like however long we've been recording, and we have yet two K Staters have yet to talk about the biggest completion, the longest play of the game tonight. Byron Pringle, thirty-seven yards on third and twelve, similar to the situation that we had last week. That was in the first half, but to Nick Kaiser last week where he dropped it. Byron Pringle stepping up, making a play when Mahomes gets outside the pocket, ended up being the biggest play in the single biggest play in the game, my opinion, uh, that conversion on third down. That was great to see from a young wide receiver. Well, and from the top of the screen too, I mean, he was all the way in the left boundary and he ran, those ones plays where he might've ran 80 yards to get open. Uh, and it's what you teach receivers, right? It's sort of like, like, Hey, the, the pass kind of broke down. How are we going to find the quarterback? And he ran from, from the boundary, from the numbers on the top of the screen, and he came to the bottom of the screen to catch it. It almost reminded me of the the Tyree Kill last year versus Baltimore, the third and fifth. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome to see. And, and you don't want to talk about young receivers in this league. How do you get noticed, right? First, special teams. And that's what that's what Byron's been doing, man. Be, be an ace on special teams. Be a gunner. Be a blocker. Do whatever. Say, hey, special teams, I want in. And then guess what? Get involved in the routes. Get you know you get then you get slowly elevated, and then you make plays like that. You make conversions like that. And coaches say, "Listen, we can trust this cat because guess what? He's going to get open and he's going to catch it." And the, this the moment is never too big for anybody. And that was just cool for me to see. I, I love yeah. I love watching Byron Pringle do that for the same thing that we talked about last week. Given um, and and Pringle's had some bigger. He's had some big moments. He had him last year against uh, Detroit. He had a couple, one big reception down at the end. He's had some other big plays. Uh, but as far as receptions go, that may have been the biggest reception uh, in Pringle's career. Although he's he's had some plays. Uh, but we talked about last week guys guys being prepared and spending all those hours and all that time uh, to be ready for that moment. And it was awesome to see Pringle get that moment in a game where what are the you know, wasn't the top storyline, but maybe the fifth or sixth storyline for the Chiefs offense with Sammy Watkins being out is that all those guys are going to have to be elevated a little bit. McCall Hardman was going to have a little bit more on his plate. We saw Demarcus Robinson step back. And I, I was so happy for Demarcus, happy as I was for Pringle. The Demarcus Robinson's had a tough start to this season. He's dropped some passes, but for him in a big moment against in a, against a good team on a, a, a night that it would make more sense to drop a pass with the conditions being what they were tonight than what we saw earlier in the season. But Demarcus Robin steps up and makes some plays. Uh, not all easy plays, but uh, that was great to see for, for Demarcus. It was, and he got it going early too. Like he made some some key catches early, kind of get, get Mahomes into the game, get the whole wide receivers in and everything. And I think that's cool to see too. And and just like their fantastically underrated burn ends, Daniel Sorensen reminding us why he's playing this league for so damn long. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, obviously to, to seal the deal uh, with the one-hander, the, the, the steady catch, uh, Dirty Dan, you know, love him or hate him. You know, it's one of them guys where you go, like, if you're a casual fan, you can't, 
you think you like, I don't like him. He doesn't do this well. He's running around blocks, you know, from a 350 pound tackle, you know, but those people suck. They Sorry. do. Well, they just don't know football that well, BJ. And you don't realize that the subtle nuances that Sorensen brings to this game and being in the right position to seal the deal, just like he was in Mexico versus the Chargers, just like in versus the tackle on the fake punt is one of the biggest plays in Chiefs history. I don't, I don't think any Sorensen slander. He doesn't get respect. You have to get how many tackles he misses. It's what have you done for me lately, BJ? Everyone knows this. Go to the Texas divisional game. Got me all worked up. Nick, the other one, and I know how you felt about this, and it was kind of a no-brainer at the time, but one of the other things I won't forget about this game, I feel like could be one of those things that sets the tone going forward, not that they weren't already dominating up front, but for Andy Reid up 13-10 late in the third quarter, fourth and inches down, chip shot field goal, go up by six points. Offensive line's been dominating the entire game. You give the ball to Darrell Williams, and that was the play I was talking about. Daniel Kilgore was able to seal off the edge, and Mike Remmers able to, or not Mike Remmers, uh, Allegretti was able to kick out the end, and that was a beautiful play, a beautiful design, and beautiful execution in a big time situation. And I know that fourth down, like those guys were just loving the fact that not only to go for the fourth down, but for Andy Reid to trust the offensive line to do it when, you know, you've got 15 back there that quietly had a really good game, but this is about the guys up front. Oh, it was so cool. And like I said, just, this is a combination of these downhill runs. And and I don't believe in the momentum from week to week, but you could tell this Bills uh, team, this defense was still shook uh, from from Derrick Henry, <laughs> just like a horse galloping in and just running over everything, you know. I mean, so you can still there's still a shook, and they're like, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna come in on the tail end of that, and we're gonna give them more of that to see if there's any any That's sort fine. of lingering lingering side effects. And guess what? There was, and for for them to say, guess what, Allegretti? Uh, guess what, Kilgore? You know, we're gonna trust you, cats. We're gonna run it in the left B gap, and you better have it right. And 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 Allegretti made a sweet combo up too on a couple of plays, a linebacker. And I was like, that's a beautiful thing. And, and the middle was open all day. And it was so damn cool to see it too. Chiefs offense averaged 6.4 yards per play. Golly, that's that. Oh. Hey, hey, look, look, it's vintage. He ran it 44 times, Nick. 44 rushing attempts. If I keep yeah. going, I think I'm, you might have to excuse yourself. Yes. Yes, you might have to. And then on the flip side, Mahomes making some plays with his legs. I like that a lot. Now there were some plays where you could tell Mahomes is like, I need to protect myself and I'm going to run backwards. And wait a minute, I need to run this. And it was like, I could see it was like a cartoon. Like, like it was like, he was like, I'm going to get this first. Like, oh, I got to run backwards. No, I got to get this. It was like this like angel on his shoulder, devil on his shoulder type running. And I was like, oh my. Gosh, it was literally what my daughter looked like two hours before a dodging bath <laughs> time. She gets her clothes off and then pew, she's gone. Yeah. She's out of there. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I, man, he made some good plays, man, with his legs. That was so cool to see. But at the same time, protect yourself, buddy. We need you. Every it just now it seems like even before you get like the all 22 view, view when you're just watching like the broadcast and you see like that action where Mahomes like steps up and like the end crashes and he gets loose, you know, it could be like third and nine. And then as soon as he starts running, you're just like, there's nobody there. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. there's, there's are no linebackers, no safety coming up to make a play right there. But 
Uh, good win for the Chiefs. It wasn't necessarily pretty unless uh, you just love what you see in the trenches. There were things that they can clean up on both sides. But to escape Buffalo and escape that first six games of the Chiefs season for the Chiefs to sit at 5-1 and one is pretty impressive. Nick, so let's go to the final segment of this show, and that is the pay it forward story time. Now, I know I always drop these on you trying to come up with stories from back in your playing days. I've got a couple of stories that I want to share, and then I do want to set you up uh, for our pay it forward for this week because I know you had a chance to, to talk with not only a big-time Chiefs fan but a big-time K-State fan and somebody that you and I have both known for a long time and, uh, and him paying it forward to some people that he knows in the Kansas City community that deserve it. But uh, a couple stories that I got, Nick, just as I was thinking about the Bills and going up against this game, um, you know, in Buffalo is that, you know, Mitch Morse, you know, playing for Buffalo. And, you know, I think for the job that I had before, you know, covering the chiefs and being there with the team, there are a handful of players that you just get along with better um, or just, you talk to more, you're around more, you just kind of hit it off with more. And Mitch Morris, one of those guys, he's like that with everybody. Uh, but spending time around him was genuinely fun. Um, you know, being on the business side of, you know, an NFL organization to be on the player side. It's not like this big free for all where we're all hanging out all the time and everybody's together. It's pretty secluded. You rarely see um, guys on the football team. If you're a business staff, unless you're going to a press conference or something like that. But uh, Mitch Morris always went out of his way to just hang out with us, sit with us. He's come sit with us in the off season at our lunch table in the cafeteria where normal players are kind of off in their corner, just kind of doing their own thing. Would Mitch would sit down and be like, what's up, fuckers? I'm like, what's going on? I just like want to know what nerdy things that we were talking about from like a digital media content perspective. But him and Andrew Wiley used to come and hang out all the time. And it's great to see him get paid. It was great to see him out there playing. And I know he's having uh, a good season. Um, he gave me a hard time. He was with a uh, friend Aaron Borgman during your three or four months ago before the season started. And I was fishing with my son and he, he FaceTimed me with Aaron. And he was just like, what are you doing? And at the time, like I had like one fish in my hand, I had a hook in my thumb and I was like, stop. And he's like, you're dad of the year. And I was like, fuck, fuck <laughs> me, I up the phone, but um, no, it was great to, to see him out there playing. But uh, the other one, Sean McDermott, the head coach for the, the bills. I know they talked a lot on the broadcast about, you know, him being one of Andy Reid's former coaches um, at the super bowl last year. I had a chance to go to the, um, the NFL honor show. I was on the red carpet just doing interviews as people were walking by and Sean McDermott walked by and I was able to ask him, you know, what it meant for him to, to watch the AFC championship game last year where we beat the Titans um, as somebody who had worked with coach and so many people were rooting for coach Reed um, that it was cool just to get that raw emotion from a former disciple, somebody who owes a lot of their career to Andy Reed and he'll never take credit or, or want to do anything like that. But uh, it was cool to in that moment, ask Sean McDermott about what it meant for him to know that Andy Reed was going to be playing in the Super Bowls before they won it. Um, he said that he and his wife were watching the AFC title game. They had tears in their eyes, like watching Andy Reed win it hold up the trophy just because of how much time they spend together and how much he knows that everyone was rooting for coach Reed. And that was a long winded story, but um, you know, those are the two things when we played the bills just with our head coach and one of my favorite guys that's ever played for the chiefs. And I ever covered Mitch Morris. Uh, it was cool to see those two guys, two great dudes. So Nick, I know you had a chance um, actually sometime last week uh, you got somebody reached out to you and told you about uh, a group of people that are doing some phenomenal work in the Kansas city area uh, in an area in education that, um, you know, we could all, you know, chip in a little bit. Those guys and girls are going through a lot right now. Absolutely. And uh, our man at chief wildcat, Johnny Coltrane, uh, big time wildcat fan, big time Chiefs fan. And he nominated Amy 
uh, school secretary at Timber Creek Elementary in Raymore. And you want to talk about in the trenches is all us educators, man. They're on that frontline staff with hospitals and, and stuff. So they're trying to get this world going uh, one youth at a time. And uh, their staff, you know, they, they um, didn't expect to make it this long, but they're there, you know, battling front lines, you know, and schools are about to, about to kind of come slowly back to normalcy. And uh, those are the people, you know, the real underrated people where if they got paid their value, they'd be, you know, NFL, they'd be like Patrick Mahomes, right? They'd be all in yeah. the half, half billion dollar contracts. So, um, you know, just, it's, it's a struggle, man. I mean, you know, if, yeah. if you're a government worker, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the world's going to get shut down again, but you're on the front lines and you're trying to improve this world one youth at a time. And I can be around my kids for like an hour and I'm like, you know what? I <laughs> go somewhere else right now. Right. Right. Yes, exactly. Special so, people. It, yeah, they really are, man. There are special people who are, are, are playing above their pay grade. You know? yeah, I think Shout out to them. To put it in terms of the NFL, everybody giving the NBA so much credit and the NFL so much credit for, so many, you know, not having a lot of positive COVID tests because that's what's allowing football to happen. Well, we all see it in our lives and I see it in terms of teachers where one student goes to school, has COVID and they have to shut the whole like school down. So yeah. imagine what teachers are having to do with cleaning everything and just the, the preparation. We give credit to the NFL, it's a billion dollar organization to keep everybody safe and healthy and, and to not have any positive tests and to do the best they can. We're asking teachers to do the same thing with absolutely no resources or money compared to what we're talking about in the NFL or the NBA to bubble everybody up. So uh, somebody with two small kids, I know you've got small kids and so many people listening have kids. Uh, it, sometimes it's been frustrating, but giving teachers a little bit of a break and a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that they are just as frustrated. They have kids too. My sister is a fifth grade or fourth grade teacher here at the Blue Valley School District. And I know what she's been through uh, to try to prepare to have students come out. And she's got a son of her own, my godson, my nephew. So everybody give each other a little bit of a uh, break. Everybody love everybody and everybody love watching the Kansas City Chiefs move to five and one on the season as they got a big win tonight over the Buffalo Bills before they play. I believe the Denver Broncos next week and they've got a couple more and then they got the bye coming up here in a few weeks. But Nick, good night. Do you have any final parting words? I was trying to think of a better segue and I, I butchered it. That was perfect, BJ. I think, honestly, just a great bounce back for, for the Chiefs. You know, I think, you know, a divisional loss was to be expected. Your domination can only run for so long. And uh, it was just a cool kind of like a punch in the mouth. Like, hey, man, it's a wake-up call. You know, like the Raiders, you know, kind of built their, their team in the image of the Chiefs and where they're producing speed on offense, you know, and just, you know, built a solid alliance. So it was meant to ha – it was going to happen. Glad it happened to this bounce back. So now move on to the next week. Oh, we get to play those guys again, though. November twenty, November 22nd. And speaking of coming up, we've got a bonus episode this week of Outside the Trenches. We appreciate you for listening all the way through this one. We've got another one coming this week as former Emporia. What is Emporia mascot? Emporia High School. I don't know. Clint Boyer from NASCAR. Yes. He retired. Kansas City race last time in Kansas. Clint Boyer is joining Outside the Trenches this week to talk being a Chiefs fan right now in the age of Patrick Mahomes compared to what we grew up watching, which is <laughs> not good. was not Patrick Mahomes. It's outside of Trent Green. I love you, Trent. You're one of my favorite people ever. Um, mm -hmm. You were awesome. Uh, but some of the other guys were not not Patrick Mahomes and not Trent Green. But it uh, should be a lot of fun to talk to Clint Boyer. No, I've talked to him in the past at my old job and a uh, big-time Chiefs fan. should be a lot of fun. I'm sure he had an emotional week 
uh, racing for the last time in his home state as he retires and goes to work in the broadcasting booth uh, for Fox. But uh, Nick, everybody, we appreciate it. Justin, what do you have to eat tonight, man? Do you get any freebies? Peter behind the glass. Is he paying attention? He's awake. <laughs> you thought you could catch me off guard. No, I, I cooked for myself and for one of my roommates. Uh, it was great. Your roommates. Which roommate? For Billy. Billy and I ate together. The menu was <clears throat> uh, lemon pepper chicken thighs Ooh. with rice, uh, bell peppers, and some corn. Oh. Wife me up. <laughs> <laughs> Put a ring Nick, on what it. You have yeah, put a ring on. I'm Nick, waiting. What do you have for uh, our listeners? We were at a two-year-old birthday party, um, and we had charcuterie, bratwurst. Yeah, and I was drinking bourbon, so it was all good. <laughs> Sounds like a party at a two-year-old turned, birthday party. It was it lit. The, it turns the kid noise down when you drink bourbon. <laughs> okay. We uh we had chicken Alfredo with sausage and uh, something else. <laughs> we're not having chicken thighs and rice with bell peppers no because mm. i wanted i wanted to get and corn jack don't forget about pizza. that i wanted to get jack stack or pizza i wanted something like a chief's game like i want to get a meal and my wife's like we're not spending money like we have food to cook and i was like I'm not <laughs> anything she said it just like that though yeah <laughs> she said it just like that you can edit that out right <laughs> No, Love you, honey. All right, this show went off the rails. We appreciate it, everybody. Catch the next episode of Outside the Trenches with Clint Boyer. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Again, this is a brand new show that we're starting from scratch. So the best way to get the word out is to let your friends know to subscribe to this channel and continue to let us know who deserves barbecue. Tell us that story, and we'll figure out a way to help you pay it forward as we can pay it forward. Thanks to our friends at Jack Stack Barbecue. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.